This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA live cast. We're not sure if Rob is available to do the show today. He was last seen at 4 a.m. last night, furiously pumping 20s into Lemmy's slot machine in the Rainbow Room. We hope he's okay. Our IPA live cast starts now. I'm okay. I'm back. <laughs> I was not, and that, that is fake news. That was a different <laughs> giant man. Also, Bravo. Uh, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I wanted to ask you. Uh, so now you said it wasn't you. I was going to ask if uh, they still have the the uh, slot machine. I know they put in um, special reels, like they took the cherry and the lemon and the bars out, and they put like Nazi war helmets and stuff. <laughs> I was wondering if that was still that way, or they changed it back when he passed. But you wasn't, you weren't there. So he was buried with it. Oh, oh, thank you, Sid, for the scoop. A double, a double wide kiss coffin for Lemmy and the Nazi slot machine. <laughs> also, Which sounds Shannon, like a great morning show. Very lucrative. You're lying, Shannon. Oh, because the bars in She said I was caught at 4 a.m. Uh, in the Lemmy slot machines. Bars in L.A. close at 2 a.m. Ah! Fake, fake news. No, she. well, she was. she's on East Coast time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. Boom. Maybe she... <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe she's on London time. What's that? Uh, like the, the general standard time? Gren- Greenwich Mean Time? Greenwich Mean Time. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is, <laughs> is R.I.P. a live cast Jeopardy. <laughs> it's the live cast. We're live. It's Saturday. It's noon. I'm back. I had a very long trip. I actually ended it a day earlier than expected. I was still supposed to be in L.A. today, but I was over it. So I flew back yesterday. L.A.'s dead. It's officially dead. It's done. Too many homeless people in the streets. Just no point. Uh, Scary enough. Like, I was there three months ago. It seems like there's much less homeless people, which is like, where did they where did they throw them all? (laughs) Where did they where did Hmm. they dump all these homeless people? Uh, But I did see perhaps the most traumatic thing i've ever seen while getting off the highway uh at the light there was a homeless gentleman just in the fucking middle uh like between the two lanes just looking dilapidated it looked like a fucking he looked like a zombie it was so i felt so bad for him but as i drove past him i didn't give him money I was glad you you finished that sentence because I thought your traumatic thing was just going to be seeing a homeless person. Yeah, I'm glad it was Rob. It was Rob five years in the future. He just saw himself. <laughs> it was a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> just like me, with slightly more salt and pepper. And the fucked up thing is, two blocks down was Darren five years in the future getting arrested for vagrancy. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> And he was just shopping at a store. He but I, even a vagrant. I have an apartment. What are you doing? Tessie was muffler. says he misses the old LA. That's it's Louisiana. Where, where there were gangs and people roaming the streets, but also freeways. I miss <laughs> the old LA. <laughs> Does it, it, I, I, I want a Randy Newman version. Of the <laughs> agnostic front song. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I love those pigeons in the roofs. <laughs> Even though they're only one story high because of earthquakes. I miss the old LA. <laughs> I miss the LA before all the buildings toppled over from the earthquake. <laughs> I guess that's more San Francisco, but you get my point. 
Randy Newman could probably write that song now because he's like between when that song came out and and now he's become like is he dead? I don't even know. Is he alive? I think he's still alive. So he must be like a crotchety old man. So he could have followed the same progression as as uh, Vinny Stigma, where he would oh, write in the, in the '80s he would write a a beautiful pro New York culture song, and in the 2010s and 20s he would write this horrible like why everything sucks now. So maybe he could write a I hate L.A. song. Yeah, like the reactionary old man boomer. <laughs> I hate L.A. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> that would be pretty great did you do anything fun before skipping town yeah i did a bunch of fun oh you spent like Ooh. most of your trip at wrestling events it seems that is true i did go to another wrestling event while in la i was so jealous that uh, was a great show but I mostly hung out with uh, with my buddy Dan Ozzy, who uh, hopefully will be popping in at some point on this show. And then you had, and then you had enough of him. I'm over it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I was always also a little self conscious that maybe he had enough of me. <laughs> so oh, like, but really? he knew how long you were there for. Yeah. Right. But yeah. But then you know to actually experience it. But wait, but wait, were, were there any like visual cues that you think he was over it or? No, I'm just an insecure person. Just asking. I thought maybe. You could... <laughs> well, was there anything you picked up that may have really in a reality been innocuous, but you twisted in your mind to think that he was? No, sick of no, you? no, no. I'm just, I'm just making a joke. Oh, I was hoping to pick a pick apart your psyche there. Oh, well. Uh, no, uh, he was great. So, yeah, I mean, I started my trip, of course, in Arizona. I went to visit. Uh, Noah, and, and that was last week. Uh, that was the last day of my trip was was last Saturday. And after that, after we did the show that night, we went and got some steaks, which was lovely. I think you mentioned then, that on the show that that was a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I took Noah to a gay bar, and what we went to called? see a drag show. I forget what it was called. It was like it wasn't anything fun. It wasn't anything like oh, uh, it was like just the blue napkin or something. Like there was no gay theme. It was like IBT or something like that. <laughs> irritable uh, bowel. What something irritable bowel? Too. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, but uh, trauma. So they had a drag show. We didn't know what to. Ex- I didn't know what to expect. But it was, it was a lovely time. Was and, this like uh, national famous? Drag queens? Or no, just it was just local, local themed. Arizona drag queens, and you know, I was—I didn't know they were mostly pageant queens, but it was a fun time, and the ladies all loved me, so that was nice. Explain. Uh, oh, look, I, I was getting like a lot of flirting. A lot of flirting was coming my from way. the drag queens. From the drag queens, okay, significantly, and like again, I, I'm not just tooting my own horn. Even Noah was like, "Oh my god, they're all over you, Rob." And I wasn't the them? only guy. I wasn't the only guy there. I mean, I, I guess I was probably the only only guy not with a wife there. But they could like, have thought no wife. Well, they asked if we were together, and and we made it clear that we were not. So, did you so hook up with any of the drag queens? No. Why? Why? Why does that where your mind goes? Because they were flirting with you. You said. Oh, that's, so fair. that's no. That's no, part I did of the not. show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well. Here, here's the man hey. that hosted me. Hi guys. We have Dan Ozzy. Good morning. Dan, how you doing? You just woke up. <laughs> I'm just waking up. I'm not at my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neither are we. It never stopped <laughs> us before. Are we on or are we are we about no, to go we're on? on? 
Oh, we are right. on, baby. Should have told him right. we're not on. See what he says. <laughs> yeah. You know what races I hate the most? That, that <laughs> I want to mention, of course, Dan wrote a lovely book that the entire internet can't shut up about. It's called it's Sellout. You're damn right. And you should buy it because Dan needs needs money to pay rent. Yeah, go pay that rent. So promo code. No, yeah, come town twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and I had a. Did you? I don't know what. I'm only three minutes late, but I don't know what you I've missed. Started. Did you? Did you tell them how we had a very nice beach day, just driving back and forth to the beach? Two guys listening to come town. Yep, <laughs> really great guy stuff. You know, men being men, listen men to a men podcast men. called Come Town on the way to the beach while we laid there. Rob, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever been to the beach with Rob, but this is his uh, this is his sort of like beach MO. We got there. We both just like housed a huge sandwich and then we got to the beach and Rob laid on his back. Just straight up, passed out, <laughs> like out cold. Was there any then, like uh, suntan lotion? Sun no, lotion? he just sat down and then he just laid down on his back. And then, like maybe an hour later, he woke up and he was just kind of like, "Ah, that was great." Okay, well, I guess I'm done. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even go in the water. No, he didn't go. It was, it was cold. too cold. Was I was cold. told Rob's very serious about the beach, like he has he, a whole he itinerary is. and he, well. I wouldn't say he had an itinerary, but I would say he professionally chilled on that beach. Like it was, <laughs> I was like, you, this takes years of practice to just plunk down and pass out immediately like this. I don't was think there I, snoring? I think there were like <laughs> seagulls poking into his belly button and stuff. <laughs> no. like, That's they the they I was going to say there's like a whole treasure <laughs> trove of sunflowers. <laughs> I went out the night before, so I think I was just extra exhausted. So it was nice to take a little nap. And yeah, no, if, if the water was. Yeah, if the water was a little warmer, I would have spent the majority of the time. It wasn't just swimming. the cold water; it was like the undertow was crazy. Like, oh yeah, just getting swept out there. But don't you worry, Sid. After the beach and after our drive back, where we listened to Cump Town, uh, we spent a significant amount of time in Dan's pool, which, which was lovely. The beach I to the pool move a, is the. Uh, I saw there was a cannonball video. Going yeah, Rob really thing. nailed it. Rob ruined my book. I put my book face down. No, not even that close to the pool. <laughs> and that, that cannonball just ruined the pages. Wait, you're reading your own book, or is this a no? Yes, I was reading my own book. I like to brush up on the basics, you know. So Dan's a professional writer now, so he gets by rule he gets to take credit for anyone's book. So that's yes. like my book. Anyone who's inspired written by Sellout, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but Rob really nailed that cannonball. I yeah, seen uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, uh, we, we, I'll share my yeah. screen. Let me see this. Uh, but uh, it's. Uh, I really did not expect that either. <laughs> like the the water was shaking for a good fifteen minutes after the really cannonball. Think about uh, that but, that jump too. Oh, oh, look at me! Look, look at me being so meditative in Dan <laughs> in Dan's pool. <laughs> like a Busby Berkeley movie. <laughs> Okay, you hit that cannonball ball. right. It goes the water goes straight up your butt. <laughs> oh my god! 
Oh, like, see this. my poor book over there? <laughs> Here's the book. It's on that collar right Oh, R.I.P. Rob, your, uh, your head is not that far from the edge of that pool there. You might... Nah. Oh, no, that's, no, that's an illusion. Yeah, that's an illusion. I was in the middle of the pool. I was concerned I for can your attest. safety. Whoa, slow-mo. Uh, that's but not like a, a legally sanctioned diving board. You just went up to the <laughs> upstairs deck and jumped off the fucking side. That's, that's correct. risky behavior. It's a rite of passage in that. In it that it was hit, very risky. If you hit that right, that cannonball exactly right, the water does shoot straight up your butt. Like, it's an enema. <laughs> and I could tell as soon as you hit it. I was like, yep, he got it. <laughs> Dude, Arino's in, Ca- in California. He said he got a tsunami warning. I don't know if you... Uh, <laughs> <everyone's okay. laughs> yeah, anybody in the Glendale area should probably lock their windows because... Uh, <laughs> The reverberations two days later might still be happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up there. Dan went first, and he did it. He made it look easy. Yeah. And then when I got up there, I was like, oh, shit, this is high up. <laughs> this is like, I'm an old man now. I, can, I don't know if I could do this. And there was like a second to fear. And then when I jumped off, I was like, how am I not in the water yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a long way down. <laughs> it is a long way down. And then I finally made it. And I was like, all right, good. I, I never have to do that again. <laughs> Got the Instagram and that's all. Yeah, it definitely made me realize my age. Because, I mean, you know, as a kid, you would do that all the time, not even thinking a second about it. But now, it's like, oh, my hip. You know, I, got, I bruised my hip a little after. <laughs> from the water? <laughs> yeah, from how I landed. I kind of landed on my back. He went, you, I mean, he it wasn't. He went back. Uh, I could see it from above ground. Like when he hit, he he flipped back. You know. Oh my god. Well, we're glad you survived, Rob. Yeah, probably. We had some tacos. (laughs) You got some nice collar, Rob. I got some pretty good collar. I I yeah, I'm like I'm like all red. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like red like a lobster. I got a little bit. I mean, you were responsible for my back sunscreen i'm not putting the blame entirely on you but i did have some some real redness on the lower back area but that's you know what can mm, you do that's you gotta get that tan line so was was there (laughs) some sensuous uh, application of oils there i I would i some people would describe it as sensuous i i said practical fair enough but an onlooker i could see might be describing the experience as sensual just to the untrained eye, Darren. Yes. <laughs> what do, I, do I listen to Comptown? I can't differentiate these things. Yeah, that was my first beach day of the year, and a, a proper good one. All all subsequent beach days will have to match up to that, which is a pretty high bar. You got to bring a, a big old sandwich to the beach for it to be good. That that's the Dan Ozzy crushed it. That was a perfect perfect little meal and a meal and a dip. You know. Was it was it store bought? Was it homemade? What, what yeah, I, I every podcast I go on, I shout out Galco's and in just the hopes that somebody's listening and they'll give me free. There's this place <laughs> in uh, in L.A. called Galco's, and it's like a big 1950s style like soda shop, and they just have rows and rows of like all these different kinds of crazy sodas, and then they have like a little sandwich shop too. Um, so you just get a good basic Italian sandwich and a weird soda. What did you get, Rob? What soda did you get for that? I got a toasted almond cream soda, which was yeah. very nice. It was very refreshing. 
See, I'm a big cream soda light. guy, but toasted almond was not for me. I got some kind of like raspberry iced uh, lemonade thing because it was like beach morning. You know, I felt like that paired well with it. It was like a sommelier in there, just like, hmm. Mm, very good. Yes, we'll have that. We'll, we'll have a bottle yeah, of that. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You could sample a soda before sommelier. you purchase. Ooh, no. what is this? Is this no. a 2021? Mm, yes, perfect. <laughs> what a good year for cream sodas that was. I would love to be a soda sommelier. That, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. It was really interesting because uh, I, I'm a fan of soda. And I didn't really uh, realize there were so many lovely, obscure brands, you know, beyond the Jones soda or the Boylan's. There's like it's, it's not your supermarket them. soda. It's, it's pretty, yeah. Yeah. No, there's I mean, a they, lot of they, I'm still trying to run through all of them. They had your Cokes. They had your Pepsis. But you don't need that shit. Did they? I don't even know if they did. They had the, that big old old fashioned Dr Pepper palette when we walked in. There was like a big mm. palette of old school looking bottled Dr Pepper. So there but other will than be that, there will be like the major brands, but there has to be something quirky about it, right? Yeah, like ooh, this is the Mexican Coke or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Like they had uh, Hershey bars, but they had it like the vintage Hershey bars, the ones that yeah. actually had sugar in them. And yeah, Rob, I found out this week hates. Hershey's hates it. I am on a crusade. I hate most American candies. The only acceptable American candy are M and M's. They are. It, it is a disgusting. It is a disgusting, shining example of the cruelty of capitalism. That children's chocolates have been ruined by profit mongers squeezing as much profit as they can out of sweet, delicious chocolate. Give me back my sugar and my chocolate it's, and the, and actual milk instead of fucking corn syrup and whatever they put in there. You miss the old American candy. Yes. I, I brought a, I, I got a candy for the beach. I got a Chuckles, a pack of Chuckles. And Chuckles is so, such a funny candy because you're eating it and you're like, ah, an orange one. What a delight. Mmm, a yellow one. Very citrusy. Perfect. Ah, red. So nice. And then there's just a black one, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Is like I had the same exact experience. Tar licorice. The black yeah. one is the last one in the in the group. It's like, why? Why would you leave this as the last one? This is the Awful. most disgusting flavor. Because this some people what... don't want it, so that they leave it for less, and they just throw it they out. Just, yeah, it like, makes the other ones look better or something yeah. by comparison. But for your unsuspecting patrons like who buy this Chuckles uh, pack... They're left with the lasting impression that Chuckles is disgusting. Mm. You, know? you might want to go up the ladder. But well, if, if you start with the licorice, Chuckles, you know, don't yeah. don't mess with that. Just go right for the the hits. Just play the hits. Yeah, because if you start with the licorice, that might taint the other flavors that you would have afterwards. Because you still have the licorice mouth. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but I think we should get a change.org petition to the Chuckles Company. They've been doing it like this for like 60 years. I think it's time for a change. We got to get rid of that one. Rob, I was going to ask you, can you, in this soda shop, uh, can you get the uh, Coca-Cola with cocaine in it? Is that possible? Oh, I I, I, I have to look. You have to know who to ask. (laughs) Uh, Dorito asks me if if I like Reese's. I like Reese's. It, it it just passes muster, but I kind of hate how powdery the peanut butter tastes. Like if you've if you've ever had a Reese's at like a bakery, like a, a bakery made Reese's, it's what? night and day. 
A bakery made. Re- it's not a Reese's that is it. What are you talking about? I mean, a peanut butter cup. Sorry, like you mean me. like they're uh, okay. they're approximating what a Reese's is, but they're yes. making an artisan version of it. Yes, I've yes, never yes, had yes, that yes. before. Then you haven't lived. <laughs> well, that I know is true. <laughs> I love what a snob is about. Uh, Rob is about American candy. My God, like yeah, uh, just blanket statement. All of it yeah. is bad. Except wow. for this one and this one, and then probably eight others that our listeners that can make bring up. And he'll be like, yeah, that one's all right. Chuckles, M and M's. What you call it? By the by, the end of the discussion, he's got like a Lemmy Nazi memorabilia room, but full of candy instead of uh, like uh, war helmets. <laughs> I guess German Snickers chocolates. is okay. Snickers. Just can you just say everything's okay? We're getting the, <laughs> everything, everything but Hershey, like Hershey specifically. You just yeah, clearly, like, you don't like Hershey's. Fuck that yeah, candy. Like in Hershey's, particular. fuck yeah. Hershey, fuck anything Hershey's makes. Wow, up the ass. The no chocolate Luke. milk. Speaking I, of up the ass, you don't like the chocolate milk either. I don't think I've ha- I had it. I don't know. Dan, I, before you and then got also, on, sorry, what, I, only one more thing happened that was funny when Rob oh, was here, which was that he. <laughs> I dropped them off at a at a a, a location. Dispensary. Well, it was a dispensary. I was going to mass it. No, it was either that or Glory Hall. We knew it was one of those two. <laughs> we, we don't want to expose Rob to the world as a as a pot smoker. Right, right. I wanted to keep the secret identity. Uh, so I dropped them off at this location of ill repute, <laughs> and. And then I moved my car. And then when he got out of the, I'm like waiting in my car for him to get out of the dispensary. And I just see him walking over to the wrong car. And I'm like, oh, this should be good. <laughs> I want to say, I want to point out it was the same color and make as Dan's car. It was virtually the same car. And I don't I, know if I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Dan. Oh, no, I gave my horn a little honk, but I didn't press the issue too much. You know, I'm like, let's, let's well, so yeah, so I, Rob's going to make his the, own mistakes in life. Yeah. <laughs> so I opened the, the door, which is oh, unlocked. Oh, oh, no. the, the car door is unlocked. And I, I, I start peeking in because you know, I'm a tall guy, so I don't really see <laughs> yet until I bend in. And oh, shit, the car is empty. I'm like, wait a minute. This is a dad's car. <laughs> was there anything yeah. weird about the car? Because the guy came out immediately. And oh, was like, no, 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 no. That's my car. Like, and I was like, wow, <laughs> that guy must have some weird shit in his car. Well, I, I got There I was gotta, just some dread, like empty plastic cups. That's all I remember okay. seeing. I may have told this on the air before, but I had the exact same thing happen to me. It was with our friend Alan. Uh, we were all hanging out somewhere and uh, he dropped me off and I was like, hey, do you mind if I run into the 7-Eleven over here? He's like, sure, I'll be across the street. Uh, I get out of and I was high as fuck. This is part of the reason why I don't smoke weed anymore. Uh, I got out of the 7-Eleven and his exact car is sitting right in front of the 7-Eleven. So I said, oh, he did a U-turn around the block to be nice and to make me not walk across the street. I opened the door, which is open, by the way, same as Rob's story. <laughs> And I actually got in the car, sat down, closed the door. I'm in the passenger seat. The guy's rolling a blunt or something in the driver's seat. He looks up, what the fuck? What the fuck, bro? And I thought I was a cop or something. You know? I'm like, ah, sorry. I was like, it's the same car. My friend has the exact same car. And then I see him. He's like, it's right over there. He goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. Just get out. So I just got out and I ran out. The exact same car, same model, same year, everything. That's funny. I don't have good good experiences with like weed things. I feel like all my stories are like something going <laughs> ca- catastrophic with weed involved. One time when I was uh, maybe like two years ago, my mom 
she was walking down the stairs in our house in Staten Island and she like hurt her foot. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take you to the walk-in clinic. So I drove her there and everybody on Staten Island has a white SUV of some sort. Like everything, you know, you'll be at the drive-thru and Wendy's or whatever. It's just like six <laughs> white SUVs in a row. So anyways, like I took her in there and we were, she was like finishing it up. I was like, okay, let me go get the car and I'll pull it around. And she had a white like BMW SUV. So I like go to the parking lot where we parked. I get in the passenger, uh, the driver's seat. I get in there and I'm like sitting in there. I'm like, oh, this chair feels not how I left it. All right. And I'm like, weird. And then I'm like starting the car up and it's like not going. I'm like, what the hell is up with this key? And then I like see the logo on the steering wheel and it was a Mercedes. And I was like, does my mom have a Mercedes? <laughs> and then it's like a whole minute. And then I'm like, ah, ah I'm in the wrong car. Somebody wow. just. Uh-oh. Maybe the lesson here is lock your cars, folks. It's yeah, like, who are these when you get out, lock your cars. So, do you have a getting in the wrong car story, or it's just the three of us? I have an almost getting in the wrong car story, and I have a, someone almost getting in my car by accident story, but nothing as drastic as anything like that. One time, I was at taking one of the cats to the vet, and uh, I was parked outside the vet's office. And so I, I went to get the cat from the vet and I come back out to put the cat Sorry. in the car and another car exactly like mine had parked right in front of mine. And so I started putting the cat in that car and then a guy runs out of the building and goes, hey, hey, no, 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 that's my car. I was like, oh, you <laughs> wow. almost had a free cat. And then at the exact same location, because there's the vet's office and then there's an actual like doctor's office next door. Uh, a couple days ago, I was like, I dropped off my wife to pick up some cat meds, and I'm waiting in the car, double park for her. And all of a sudden, this elderly man in with like a walker starts like coming into my car, thinking I'm his car service. <laughs> you thought you were the Uber. I was like, no, no, sorry, no, waiting for my wife. that happened to me all the time when I first moved here. <laughs> really? Elderly if you go to pick up a friend up? at a hotel mm. and you're just waiting there, somebody's gonna get into your car. You can make some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I could just like. Like when Kramer's driving the bus, and he's, <laughs> he's like, well, you kept making the stops? And he's like, well, people kept ringing the bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you don't tip a bus driver. So he, he sadly yeah. did that out of the kindness of his own heart. There was no money in it for him. The, you the, might okay, sorry. get some cash. The fact that four out of four of us had a getting in the wrong car story makes me think this is not as unusual as I it thought. It happens. It just happens. You know? Apparently. There's like uh, 200 million cars in this country driving around. It's, ha- it's bound to happen. Especially <laughs> when you walk out of a dispensary. It's just bound to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Dude, every single person in, at that dispensary was just, I, well, like, as I parked in the red zone, I'm like, oh, is this going to be okay? Because Rob's just going to go in. This should be fine. And then, like, four other people parked in the red zone. I'm like, there's no laws around this dispensary <laughs> at all. All those people are parked in the green zone, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> While I was in there, too, a woman came in and she was like, oh, hey, I just wanted to drop off my resume, which is a sentence I never would expect to hear at a dispensary. But it is a place of people. Yeah, I hope she gets it. Did she Uh, look qualified to you, Rob? Well, the the the, you know, she walked out and then they were like reading it as I was doing my trick out and they sort of kind of rolled their eyes at the resume. I I don't think it's going to work out for her. How do you present to for a job at a dispensary? Because obviously, like, if you go in there in a business suit, I don't think that's the right approach. Yeah. But if you look like Jim Brewer in Half-Baked, I also don't think that's the right approach either. No. I don't know. 
Yeah, and it looked like she had a cover letter too. And like, I wonder yeah. what the cover letter said. Like, sativa up, indica down. <laughs> you know, like, what, what could it possibly? Business what, cash what with a with a weed lapel pin. How about that? Like, people work in dispensaries. There had to have been some uh, like up, you know, job application process at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they How just wait those... wait for people to wander in, and you know, you're hired. <laughs> Yeah, you've been here for over an hour. We're going to put you on the payroll. <laughs> Rob, you're probably, if, if that's the case, you're probably employed at like eight different dispensaries by now. You just don't realize it. I just keep getting these checks. I don't know where they're coming from. This is back-to-back weeks of dispensary stories for Rob. Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> boring. You went to as many dispensaries as you did wrestling shows. I went to more. <laughs> Definitely went to more dispensaries than wrestling shows. And what's good about going to different ones is every time you go to a new one, uh, typically as a first-time customer, they give you a nice 10 to 15% discount. And they hire you. (laughs) And they hire me. I'm now working at seven dispensaries. Rob's entire – like when you said the other day, you were like, damn, I have 800 emails sitting in my inbox. And I'm like, those are all probably just like, welcome to the trees of Brooklyn dispensary. (laughs) Welcome to the trees of Brooklyn. What was it's the name of that place? Trees of Echo Park, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout it's out very... to Trees of Echo Park. It's Enter promo weird. code Rob. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's very weird to see dispensaries. Well, they're not quite dispensaries yet, but they're like CBT shops and like all these head shops and bong shops that are opening. And e- even in like in want Well, I, I want to correct you here. Uh, they typically, th- there are the, the smoke shops that sell CBT. Right. But like the natural healing stores that are are opening typically do not have pipes and bongs. They just have the CBT products mm-hmm. and CBD products, not CBT. That's a different. <laughs> Did I say CBT? A... Sorry. <laughs> no, I was saying it. I was saying it. Uh, Rob but, is a CBT uh... product. <laughs> but these CBD stores, now that these. Uh... Is CBT that thing that they're teaching to our kids in school? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, but That's what they, that is kind of what they're saying. They want to, they want to stretch out your five-year-old's balls, and torture <laughs> them. They gotta work it in slowly. Yeah. The whole time <laughs> Rob and I were at the beach, I kept thinking of that. I was telling Rob about uh, how I was thinking about that weird Tucker Carlson bit where he, you know, he's such a righteous, indignant piece of shit who like talks about the direction America's going in the wrong way every single show. And then he had that one guy who was like, it's really good for men to tan their testicles. And he's like, yes, nobody's saying this. (laughs) What was that fucking segment? How much did that guy pay to get on that show? Sticking your balls in a microwave is actually good for you. (laughs) Uh, Who's tanning? Who's not tanning their balls? Is it you? Are you not tanning your balls? Because I should be. And you should be too. Frankly, <laughs> you should be worried about this. Okay. It was such That's, a weird segment. It's Why funny that like, that yeah, like 75% of his show is being afraid of the dark-skinned advancing horde that's about to invade America. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of it is like making your balls darker. I don't understand <laughs> how that connection is made. I was, But what I was going to say is that they, like, I live in the very non-hipster, like stuck in a 70s time warp part of Brooklyn. And there's still like, you know, weed adjacent shops that are popping up now. And it's very odd, very odd to see it happening. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just very strange that they, I'm still not used to it being legal in any is form. It, 
is it just all the vape shops have rebranded? I don't basically? know if it, if there's continuity among the ownership there, but I mean, they seem like it seems like a. I mean, I don't really pay that much attention to it, but it seems like they're replacing things that weren't weed related at mm. all. Like they're just showing up in massive numbers now. It's crazy, even that it's in bodegas. I mean, it's great before back in my day when i was a kid trying to smoke the marijuana i had to fucking schlep into the city to the to the village to like those t-shirt shops to get my marijuana paraphernalia and that was literally the only place you can get it unless ordering online now i can go down the block i used to get weed from um uh like a uh like a nature products store run by jamaicans and then in the back they had like every strain of weed or whatever this was like the 90s but they were so secretive about it it was like you you know you had to be recommended by somebody and you know make sure you're not a cop and all that the cops used to grit like i was probably 16 at this time but the cops would get like 14 15 16 year old kids to go in there buy weed and then snitch out the the proprietors so they were very paranoid i just did my annual watch of the Matthew McConaughey, The Beach Bum, a great movie if anybody hasn't seen it. But I kept laughing at this one scene where he goes into a bodega and he like buys a beer and then he just goes, you guys sell acid? <laughs> and they're like, no. And he goes, oh, you used to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it made me laugh so much. That's fantastic. We just watched the Matthew uh, McConaughey classic oh about the uh, what can't what can't even think of the name of the movie now tiptoes tiptoes oh yeah. yes so I I do a thing every year called McConaughey where I spend the whole month just watching <laughs> a McConathon of McConaughey's films and I so I've seen almost everything that he's ever been in and tiptoes is truly the most outlandishly offensive premise for any of his it's 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 the very bottom of his filmography it's crazy how that that movie exists it's the very bottom of every actors in that (laughs) movie including peter dinklage who i'm sorry should be ashamed of himself for being in that movie of all people he should be the most ashamed and he's like french in it he has like dread or whatever for no for no uh, reason trisha arquette has cornrows right which is like the least of like, yeah, that's like eighteenth on the list. I, uh, but he's French for no reason. That's what gets me. Like for that no ca- fucking reason. That character is nothing added to that character by him being French. He could have just been like a misogynistic pig chauvinist without being French. But they just decided that was a game. To- show you could, could tell that was a game work. time decision. Like he showed up and was like, you know what. I'm calling an audible here. I think this guy. I want a challenge. Yeah. And Robinson and I were debating while watching this, like, why does Gary Oldman have an accent in this movie? And Sid decided, and I think he's right, that Matthew McConaughey has an accent, and they have to be brothers. So he just started yeah. doing a very sloppy Matthew. Mc- like, why wasn't Matthew McConaughey ever asked to change anything? I think they. Were, I think it was just anything that could distract from. <laughs> The things that are glaringly obvious, like, I don't know, Gary Ullman walking around on his knees. Yes. Uh, they were like, let's give him an accent. Maybe people won't notice. Yep. We also spotted uh, a point where you can see his knee sticking out of his shoes. <sighs> Amazing. I, I should do a rewatch on that. That wasn't on the McConaughey roster this year. How many years have you been doing this? This is my second year. So I think between the two, I've done uh 32 films there might be some overlap but like 32 Damn. so i've seen them almost all of them hmm. 
How many does and he it, have? He's got he's got a lot. I won't watch like the ones where he was just a voiceover because I don't mm. care. But uh, it's that I, I really I like it as an undertaking because his his you know his movies are so uneven. Like there's some actors who are like, yeah, you've been in mostly bangers, uh, but his are like you know. He'll be in like Dallas Buyers Club, and it's like, oh my god, this guy's fucking amazing. And then he'll be like in a movie called My Sister-in-Law's Wedding, Brother Married, Best Friend, Losing the Guys in Ten Days. And you're like, oh wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, really uneven filmography for the man. It's like Nicolas Cage. He's got Nick, no filter. Just my every- my friend Josh does Cageuary every year, where he does all <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies, and there's so many more to draw from. Obviously, that guy makes like a movie a month for the last like thirty years. He's got debts to pay off. Yeah. We got an interesting comment in the in the chat. Someone referred to us as Fat Albert looking freaks. Is now, that all of us? <laughs> you can say a lot, a lot of negative comments about us, but I don't think any of us looks like Fat Albert. Yeah. No, I think he just means the gang. I don't think any of us is Fat Albert in particular. I think they just mean the junkyard gang. Is it my hat? No. Is it because oh, of my hat? I, I think the hat definitely hat. has something to do with it. You're yeah. definitely Rudy, Sid. <laughs> uh, another childhood memory that I like to look back on fondly until I remember it was uh, started by a... Serial rapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing about Fat Albert is you can't really get away from it because you could say eh, it's a cartoon or whatever, but then you're watching it and then like 10 minutes into it, Bill Cosby shows up in his junkyard telling you what the moral of the show is. Right. So you can't even escape Bill Cosby. He's walking. He's yeah, a lot he's of out, can't right? escape Bill Cosby. He's just <laughs> out. He's just free, right? He's, he's just walking they, around. They let him out. Can yeah. you imagine like... Like, you're Bill Cosby. You know the shit you're doing. And you write a cartoon show moralizing to children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every, every show had a moral. And this is how to behave as a good person. With the balls on Bill Cosby. It's amazing. It would have been... The only thing worse, I think, would have been if he would have written one of those books like, uh, you know, like... Well, he did. Didn't he write... He wrote, like, a like, fatherhood oh, book. Oh, yeah. Multiple, I, I would have loved to have seen, like, a, you know, like, a how, do you, how to pick up women... <laughs> <laughs> the pickup artist by Bill Cosby. Well, he had Spanish fly jokes in his stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the Cosby Show, there was a whole episode about him, like uh, about Spanish flying women or whatever. Or he jo- he jokes about it throughout the episode. Or mm. something. Like when I was in college, I did this, this, and this. Wasn't his fatherhood book like more sort of like bemused, like being a father's from hell but i'm gonna joke about it or I, I i always thought was or maybe it was parenting advice but it could be either i don't know i can't say I i've read, read it yeah <laughs> thank goodness don't poison your brain with that maybe that could be one of our patreon episodes we all read bill cosby's fatherhood book and then discuss yeah that's what not, not enough book clubs these days are digging into the <laughs> bill cosby catalog <laughs> That could be another, like, when you're done with all the McConaughey movies, you could do, like, Ghost Dad and Leonard and all Should those. I do? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm doing Bill Cosby month. Luckily, there's a lot fewer. Cosgust. Cosgust. He was in. Cosbly. Well, Cosgust is good. It's got a double meaning because it's, like, disgust over yeah. Bill Cosby. Yeah, all I can think of was, yeah, Ghost Dad. He was in the movie Jack with Robin Williams. Was he oh, in that? That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Like the mentor. Also, too, wasn't guy. Jack like a Francis Ford Coppola movie? I think so. Isn't that like, insane? 
It really, it's yeah. Like a weird movie. Um, I also have good news. I, I have it on good authority that the book uh, Rob ruined with his cannonball was Bill Cosby's parenting book. <laughs> yes. That, I forgot to mention that part. He took <laughs> one of Bill Cosby's books up, <laughs> out of existence with his cannonball. Good job, Rob. By the way, I got wet from that cannonball <clears throat> all the way here. In, in oh, hello. It just happens when Rob gets arrested. I get arrested. <clears throat> like, I don't even what is this, Andrew here. WK's debut album? Because I get <laughs> wet. <laughs> Nice reference. They're bringing him back. He's uh, all the ESPN Stanley Cup playoff commercials use uh, oh, yeah. that party song in it. Oh, I thought you meant he like was in the. In the I mean, commercial. he probably is. He's probably one of the hockey players. He does a lot of different things. He might be on the Lightning for all I know. It's, it's not <laughs> They're playing like it, unfortunately. <laughs> Are you wearing the the Rays hat as a subtle go Lightning? No, just yeah. felt like throwing my Tampa Bay Rays hat on. I like the yeah. design, but that's actually good. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, claim yeah. that now. Yes, it. I it's am just to troll the Ranger fans. But it's not real. I can't really troll them when they're up to nothing. You're trying to reverse the mojo with the hat. So we'll that. see what happens when the the series shifts to Tampa Bay. Rob, did they get it? Did you get that hundred dollars back? Off of I Jeff did, Luke. actually. Yeah, I did. Good. Screw them. What they happened? gave me a nice little credit. Uh, their system was... Uh, I booked my flight back one day earlier because I was starting to feel like Dan wanted to get rid of me. Dan was like, oh, no way. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I was just... <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if that came off unconvincingly. I did no. not. But I understood Rob's desire to... Yeah, I was just the eighty-one degrees. Los I Angeles. Mean, like Dan made it the most relaxing possible situation for me. So for me to be over it, I really had to have been over it. To like, I was like, oh, I could have another pool day. I get, like, ah, I just want to go home. I was trying I'm to over it. Be great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I tried to book my return flight for yesterday afternoon uh, in the morning, and the JetBlue system was down, so I couldn't. Uh, make the the change uh, like it got up right to the last point and when it made when it asked me to submit my like the cha- price difference it wouldn't allow it to go through it finally allowed me to go through like three hours later and by the way I tried to call them the wait time was like three hours so the only way to do is on the website uh, and finally like right before I had to leave I, I made it through but by that point the price of the tickets rose over a hundred dollars god so, damn so I called them and I was like, hey, this is really unfair. I'm a longtime customer. And, you know, I even have flights booked later this year. And I was hoping you could make it better. First guy says, there's nothing we could do. I was like, let me speak to your supervisor. Yes. And guess what? The supervisor. Karen on him. Yep. The, I, I, was, I was pretty nice. I was nice the whole time. I, did, I actually didn't use that tone. I was just like, oh, can I speak to your supervisor? And he said, I am the supervisor. Oh, but shit. I can, but he, was like, he was like, but I can transfer to you in another one, and he'll say the same thing. Mm. And I'm like, okay, great, do it. <laughs> and then the, the other guy was like, oh, I totally get it. Our system sucks. Let me give you $100 credit. Would oh, that cool. be okay? And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> so nice. there we go. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Good. If you're a Karen, you can get yourself a $100 credit if you ask nicely. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to mention, so before I hung out with Dan, I was in Vegas, and I went to the All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view, which All Elite Wrestling, I didn't realize how many cool people love it in, at the uh, LA show on Wednesday. Cedric from At The Drive-It was there, and Tom yeah, Morello wow. was there. I saw his Instagram. He, well, I, I, Cedric was posting pictures, and, and he was sitting next to Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> what? What a yeah, yeah, they showed Macaulay Culkin is a big wrestling guy. They showed yeah. Macaulay Culkin on the on the pay per view. Like, look who's here. They did one of those. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Macaulay even has a wrestling podcast. Uh, I, I might not be. Oh, that sounds right. Yes, him and some other celebrity, right? Like Freddie Prince uh, Jr. Freddie Prince shit. Jr. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and Freddie Prince was actually there. They didn't show him, which is funny. And <laughs> the the gossip is because he's starting his own wrestling company, oh. so they're like they don't want to show the competition. His whole gimmick is he wants to start the first wrestling company that's a part of SAG. So that could be cool. It's nice. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, so on on Sunday, I went to the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, which is one of their biggest shows of the year. I went with friend of the show, Jay Miller, who uh, used to be a producer on the show Impractical Jokers. And the Impractical Jokers is also part of the Warner Network as AEW. So they, they do cross-promo, and the Impractical Jokers were there in Vegas. Jay saw them, and he, they were like, hey, do you want to sit with us? We got front-row seats. Oh, that, oh like, wow, okay. And he was like, yeah, sure, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then so you text, sat like... You sat with the Impractical Jokers? Yeah, I was in there. I was in their posse. <laughs> I've always thought of you as a, as more of a practical joker. Yeah, I'm a practical <laughs> yeah. joker. So this is a very odd pairing to me. They were so nice. Uh, their wives were really cool. Uh, they're really into it. And they are massive celebrities. Everyone in the arena was stopped. They had to get escorted. Wow. And by they, I mean we. Like, I was a part of them. So we were escorted to our seats because uh, the AEW crew didn't want them to get mauled. Uh, but so let, let me set the scene. I hate that I, I'm not I, the most famous person from Staten Island. <laughs> Pete, Pete Davidson, okay, I'll take a backseat to him. He's dating a Kardashian, fine. College the Impractical Jokers? Yeah. What network is that on? Spike TV? True. Not, come on. I, mean, I feel but like pra- you could get a writing gig for them very easily. I'm a easily. best-selling Just author. How, oh, get out of here. <laughs> All they do is go up to a... They'll go up to like a bodega and they'll be like, "Go tell the, the go tell the guy behind the counter instead of saying hello, say goodbye. That'll be good." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got him. Got him. Uh, I have DL on True TV. Boom. They Sorry, are. Rob. They are famous as f- like. All right. So I, I don't. This is not to disparage the show in any way because I actually. Ha- it's not like my favorite show in the world, but there are some very funny segments that I've laughed my ass off at but uh they're on 20 hours a day it's like the number one <laughs> yeah. show other than ridiculousness it's like the number one show of people with like basic bitch culture tendencies who just flip around and watch things it's the number one show among that true tv cancels all of their good shows just so they could show impractical jokers because it must cost like ten thousand dollars an episode to make yeah. it must cost nothing yeah. Like they set up a camera of, of a guy at a at a farmer's market asking for fucking <laughs> st- I don't even I don't even know what they do on the show. Like go, so go, you go, go and soap and it All I know is that uh, 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 my friend uh, his friend was on it. Like they pranked him. 
in a bookstore. I forgot what they asked him, but like years ago, he was like shopping in a bookstore and they came up and they pranked him. And I don't even remember what the prank was. But then so years later, as a joke gift, my friend got him a mug that was like a, a custom mug. And it had a picture of like a screenshot of the show. You know, like, oh, the time you got pranked on Impractical Jokers. And he, he like unwrapped the mug and he was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and he was like, you know, when you were on Impractical Jokers. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, he was just pranked on a national show and just completely forgot because it wasn't that interesting. I thought you were going to say they never gave him the waiver or anything. And he was just oblivious that he was on the show. He kind of was. He was like, like I, I don't remember the segment, but I just remember it being like halfway over. And him being like still not realizing that he was being pranked because it was such a tame prank. It was something like your shoelace is untied. He's like, no, it's not. He's like, oh, I think it is. Got him. Made you look. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying, Rob? I totally interrupted. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, so I got to the venue, and and uh, Jay tells me, meet us by this entrance, and, and we'll escort you in. I didn't even know what that means. So sure enough, Jay comes in with a rep from AEW who walks me through. We walk behind this curtain, and all of the sudden, I am backstage at all lead wrestling. Like when I say backstage, I mean right where the wrestlers go through the entrance, the gorilla position. <laughs> right where and, they're showering. I'm friggin' oh, in the shower. Hey, I mean, basically, basically, I'm up. seeing, I'm seeing like the announcers reading, flipping through their scripts, like wrestlers like pacing nervously, and like I saw a wrestler that was debuting that night, and, and I, like on the outside, you know. Cool, calm, collective Rob. I belong here. You know, no big deal. No big deal. On the inside, I'm like, holy fucking. You know, like, that was me. I was made. a turkey. Uh, yeah. And they even walked me to catering and they're like, yeah, if you want to eat something before the show, uh, help yourself. The catering spread was delightful. They have these, it's like, always fish. so good at those things. Yeah. Cut, no, cut to know. 110 empty tins over sterno cans. <laughs> <laughs> those situations you like really like it's always you know like take what you want and uh you just like you have to balance the urge to like uh take every you know because if it was up to me i would just make a total pick of myself but yeah. you don't want to embarrass yourself in a situation like that but you do want to get a healthy plate you know like so yeah it's it's a hard balance i remember i had to do a meeting at google one time mm -hmm. and google has that like cafeteria where it's like take all you want and uh, the people oh, I was yeah, meeting with were like, oh, yeah, let's all grab our lunches and we'll reconvene at that table. And when we did, I had clearly gone, uh, <laughs> you know, they eat it every day. But I had like I feel like there were like ribs, which is not a good meeting item. And then I had like a, a whole dessert plate with like a, a, a like cupcakes with a cookie on top. And they're all like looking at my plate. And I was like, oh, I've overdone it. But you got to go for it in those instances, I feel. I never knew you were such a schnurra that you just go to the buffet table and take as much of a dude. A plate my my cousin was on the New York Jets for six years, and we used to like. I mean, like <laughs> it's like twenty minutes before the game is over. Like they had like a, uh, you know, like a family section after the game, mm -hmm. and it was like an hour left in the game. Like we should head back there. We should start making our way. <laughs> because <laughs> I know that they got food waiting there. We should start making our way back there. Wow. Just stuff in my pockets. With, they had like the mini Gatorades. Just stuff in my pockets with those, you know. 
Me and Dan have definitely uh, noshed significantly many a times. So. Right we, had here. A good, we had a good, uh, yeah, we did home state. I'm just naming places in hopes that somebody's listening and they'll start giving me free stuff. We had home <laughs> state, great breakfast tacos. We had guisados, great later in the day tacos. Galco sandwiches. Shout out to Galco's. We didn't. Oh, and the last time you were here, we did Korean barbecue. That was that's a and we went ooh. to town. Yeah, did you uh, have to cook your own food or uh, not they kind of do place? it for you in front oh, of they you? Do it for you. Yeah. yeah, it's just throwing uh, meat in there. So back to Vegas. So yeah, they they bring me into the the catering. I'm like so anxious that I I honestly don't really want to eat because I'm just so excited and like ready for the show. But I realize I'm going to be drinking tonight because I definitely need to drink to bring down my <laughs> like anxiousness level. Like it's not Take like a bad off. Yeah, like it's not a bad anxiety. I'm just really amped up. I guess it's more adrenaline. Uh, so I, I, I should stuff some food. So I had like they had these fish cakes that were like crab cakes, but not with crab. That were unbelievable. Uh, they had some ravioli. See, this is what's I mean, funny. I just like if, in case you've not been any, in any kind of VIP section before. This is what's funny about it because you go into the stadium and you basically have the option of like. You know, twelve dollar no, like fifteen dollar chicken fingers, right? And you know, like maybe you can get like some kind of popcorn or something like that. But like, or like a pulled pork the, sandwich. The VIP people are having fucking crab cakes and and ravioli. Yeah. Like there's it's, there's another world going there on. Was there was a whole salad bar. It was nuts. Yeah, and and I, this was already late in the day when like you know the show's about to start, so most of the food has already been consumed. And just seeing wrestlers just. In costume, like you know what it felt like? It felt like back in my high school theater days of like <laughs> right right before a play, everyone's just kind of getting ready <laughs> right before the play starts, except it's uh, pro wrestling. Yeah, that you know? free show energy backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I, I, I kind of sat off to the side and I was just like gawking at everyone and and then they were like, Oh, we're about to start. So we get escorted to our seats. And I am sitting in the fucking front row. Holy fucking shit. These are the best seats I've ever had for a wrestling show. I've never sat front row. Before this, I sat at a house show, a non-televised event, in the second row. That was as close. Oh, no. And, and then, yeah, and then at a previous pay-per-view, at a third row. But never the first row. <laughs> so this is a thing. Big difference. And, You're not looking at the back of somebody's head. Honestly, there's a huge difference between the first and the third row because with the, the third row, like yeah, like you said, Dan, you're you're at the mercy of the people in front of you. When they stand, you have to stand. You right. know? First row, you, no one's you kind of you, you kind of set the tone for the rest yeah. of the audience. Absolutely, you're getting up and applauding. Everybody else behind you has got to do it too. And also, you. The wrestlers are going to hear your heckles. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and and you're going to hear the wrestlers. Uh, and, you know, I, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be on TV. Literally, the first shot of the pay-per-view is me and Jay Miller going nuts. <laughs> like, it's it's a firework shot, long shot of the whole crowd, and then us. <laughs> So you guys are sitting with the impractical jokers, and they chose to show you guys instead of the impractical jokers. Well, they I just feel like it would be distracting either. to show the jokers right up front. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Then they think is, is the whole pay per view a prank? Right, is this totally, even going to be totally. real? What's going to happen? Wait, wrestling's and not then, real. And then I saw Rob. I'm watching. I wasn't watching the event, but I did see a clip on uh, floating around on Twitter 
that Rancid was performing Ruby Soho, and I'm watching it, and um, and then they sh- cut to the audience. Nobody's <laughs> nobody knows the words. Nobody even knows who Rancid is. Made me feel like a hundred years old. Uh, and then they cut to the three guys who are singing Ruby Soho, and I'm like, hey, that's my boy Rob right there. <laughs> I, I asked I asked Sid if he happened to catch Rancid on the AEW pay per view, and he said, is this like a, a welfare program for CM Punk's old friends? <laughs> That's what it, I didn't realize that they sang the, the intro music for one of the wrestlers. It just seemed yeah. like Tim Armstrong was down on his luck, so CM Punk booked him a show. <laughs> was, that was pretty sad to see because, like, I mean, you know, not that I feel bad for Ransom. They're a huge still. They have a huge cult audience. But, uh, but just watching a whole room full of people uh, not knowing what is arguably, like, their best hit like their biggest yep. known hit yeah i was like wow i feel old as hell it's just not a lot of crossover between those two audiences i feel like but I it's weird there, i think there would have been but that song did come out in 1994 you know like kids now that are going to wrestling have no idea but that's like so there's a wrestler named ruby soho right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's what that's yeah and does does she come out to that song yes, yes. So That's shouldn't people know the song just from that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I they, feel like... knew the hook. It's but, very... But, but, the, but the appeal of, like, this legendary punk band being there was clearly yeah, lost no, was, on them, yeah. for sure. They, for all they know, that song was written three weeks ago specifically <laughs> for this wrestler. Right. Oh, they could have... Oh, sometimes they'll have a band come out, and they'll play the person's intro music. They don't might not even realize that this band plays that song. Yeah. yeah. But they do go ape shit when her song plays. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't like into punk or pop punk or anything like that. But they like they like the idea of her being a pop punk like persona in in the wrestling show. So like they think that's cool and they cheer her for that. I guess. I'd certainly rather Rancid do it than like uh, Machine Gun Kelly or something. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> he's too big for that now. Maybe in ten years. Yeah. He does he he has some kind of movie out or something? Yeah. I got to see it. We're talking about watching that. <clears throat> I think right? it's called Good Morning, mm-hmm. which he just st- First of all, I just want to say his his last his last album was called Mainstream Sellout. So he's just stealing my book title. And then he made a movie <laughs> called Good Morning M O U R N I N G, the title of the Alkaline Trio album. <clears throat> this mm-hmm. guy has never had an original idea in his life. Nope. Last original thing he did was get power bombed by Kevin Owens on a, a prior pay per view. That really happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did it. He he came out to. Did he actually play on that show? He performed. It was he a was rock. a rapper though. Oh wow! So he did actually perform on it. All right, I. He performed as a rapper though. That's when he was rapping. And Ke- well, is he Kevin, going back to that now? Uh, well, maybe in ten years for sure. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the cast of his movie Good Morning. Oh boy! Obviously, you got Machine Gun Kelly at the top. Matthew Mod Mod Son. I don't know who that is, but then at the like a few down. So I don't know if they're leading roles, but we do have obviously Pete Davidson. Did you think he wouldn't (laughs) show up in this? Whitney Cummings, (laughs) Megan Fox. Of course. So I'm and then down later. Holy God! These people. I really hope these are either. It looks like very small cameos, but we do have Avril. Dennis Rodman, Tom Arnold, <laughs> Danny Trejo, 
<laughs> and Snoop Dogg. Uh, I'm going to see this movie. It has honestly awful Snoop Dogg is the, is the most surprising one because no, dude, Snoop Dogg will paid. just show up. <clears throat> He'll I just know he has, he has to get paid. He wants mm. to get paid. Yeah, let's watch the trailer. Did we have we watched the trailer? I don't think so. Drugs. Anyone know the number to 911? Yo, what's that one? Like Game of Thrones or something. I'm trying to get on one of those shows. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Serious shit. I was like, oh, he's cute. He's so silly. He's cute. Stop telling. This is what happens when you tell, like, good looking friends that they're funny. Stop yes. telling people that they're funny. He's not. He grew up clearly. People telling him like, "Oh, machine gun, you're so funny. You're a funny guy." He's not funny. Stop telling your unfunny friends that they're funny. Sorry. Go ahead. My name is London Clash. I'm an actor on this show. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! His name is London Clash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, Sid, I know at least three people named London Clash. It's not that <laughs> weird, honestly. <laughs> My name is Refused Minor Threat. <laughs> this is so it would be more like my name is my my name is Sweden Refused. Yeah. <laughs> An actor on this show called Good Bad People. This is Apple. We've been dating for a year. I can't stop thinking about her. I just wanna vibe. Got you by my side. Good morning with the you. What the fuck? He looks at the outgoing trio. Yeah. I love that he had to look up morning. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) What does good mean? Let me look this up. Yo, does this look like a breakup text to you? Yes. We're getting your energy right, man. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, Gato. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, good for him getting About fucking time. Hi, Can hi. you push this meeting? No, I cannot push the meeting with the director of Batman. Apple's like breaking up with me. The only thing that will never break your heart is money. Jesus Christ. Whitney Cummings was like, loyal. I need to find a worse co-star than Chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> Who is yeah. there? I need something to wash away that era of my career. <laughs> and it's either Bill Cosby. <laughs> 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 I've I've worked with Justin Bieber's favorite stand-up comedian. Now I need to work with his favorite punk rocker. <laughs> that hoe is loyal. You feel me? Oh my God! Movie man. What's up, Barry? Yo, did you see Apple? Yeah. Did she say where she was going? She did. She actually. Just no. Two blonde crazy? blobs talking <laughs> to each other. Just two tall sticks of blonde. <laughs> they really do look so similar with the hair. For sure. Pure paleness. Not necessary, sir. Uh, protection. Yeah, that would be. I will kill you. Our boy is in trouble. This is how we fix everything. We're on a mission. I have no idea. What this, is. this is like a '70s trailer. Okay. I don't know a single thing about the plot here. No, Nick, what acting like, bitch? Smoke me. Oh, oh Snoop just doing voiceover. The joint. Okay. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. He, he didn't, didn't have, have to leave, to leave his, house. his house. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did he even know who else was in this movie? They probably just like, here's some lines to read into this microphone. Thank you. So here's a check. Yeah, I'll guarantee he doesn't know what the movie is. <laughs> yeah. What a poorly designed oh. talking joint. Can you, you play so? that three seconds again? Does the mouth even move? I don't think it does. Man, quit acting like a bitch. Nope. It doesn't. Wow. The eyes kind of moved a little yeah, bit. Yeah, one eye is twitching a little bit. That's, <laughs> That's just broken. That wasn't even supposed to move. They just... 
The props guy uh, had smoked part of the joint before he designed it and therefore didn't get his best work out of him. <laughs> Megan Fox that's how they paid looks him. like the, the most attractive fembot I've ever yes, seen. Yes, that's yeah. what she I always look, say, exactly. She doesn't look human, but she looks mm -hmm. very attractive. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that might be Jordan. like a bitch. Smoke me! No. I don't want to. This has been the weirdest day at work ever. Uh, Gen Z is funny. You guys got to I got that. this. <laughs> and they love their drugs, folks, don't they? You know what they else is funny drugs. about Machine Gun Kelly that I do feel necessary to point out? I think he's like 32. Yeah, he's not a kid anymore. Like, this is a movie that, like, a 18-year-old should star in. <laughs> yeah, he's you literally know? 32. Yeah. Who's he has, this like, guy? a 13-year-old daughter. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This is like Smokey the Bandit 3. How old is his daughter? He has like a teenage daughter. Oh, what? Machine Gun Kelly does? Yeah, and she wow. actually, too, when you look her up, you're like, like, oh, she looks a lot cooler than he does. She should oh, be wow. starring in this. Uh, we'll get to her right after this trailer. Uh, oh, but let's just finish this up. Yeah. Cannonball Run 4. Cool cop or something? Yeah, Stoney Smurf. Get over here. I trusted you! This is the worst day of my life. Yo! Hey! Do you want to be in love, or do you want to be the biggest star in the world? Oh shit! It's time to uh -huh. party! Oh my god! What is this dust? That's people, man. This movie's gonna shoot itself. I'm gonna shoot myself. Dude, where's my car? Drake has a huge snake. I don't think that's Drake. Oh my wow, god! Wow. Did anybody else think that was a real snake? Because I did. That looks so real. Fucking horrible. <laughs> Brutal. And what? This is in theaters? I don't know. And on demand. I'm watching it. Dear I'm going to watch it. I'll report back. Let's see the bloopers. It says bloopers. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was the fucking bloopers. <laughs> it's just going to be him making faces, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so we're funny. having a great time on set. <laughs> Take two. Uh, we're all just pranked. Snake in the can. Impractical jokers. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. We got to get this fucking blooper reel right. God damn it. Everybody look like they're having a fun time. Pretend. That's to go in the credits. Do you think Pete Davidson showed up and they're like, look, we cannot have a second blonde guy. It's distracting. And he was just like, no, you have me for six hours. Yeah. That's... Do what you want with me. And uh, then I'm out of here. I remember I remember listening to a Howard Stern interview and he was praising Machine Gun Kelly as like the best rapper alive. So I think he has a huge respect for him uh, oh. and like is willing to do whatever, which is so <laughs> hilarious to me. I don't know if you guys have been following Machine Gun Kelly's uh, punk rock career, but I have. Uh, and, you know, he made this like he like switched from rap to make like uh, a punk record. And he did. And then immediately he announced that he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to rap. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he got so much pushback from rock folks. He was like, fuck. Not this. only that, but it's not profitable. Even if you're like yeah. a huge rock guy, how you know it's going to be at, at like still less than your shittiest rapper. So here's his daughter. Yeah, his daughter looks cool. His daughter's yeah. like older 13. than him. Yeah, yeah this is, it, it's wild to me that he is <laughs> adult enough to have reproduced 
a, like a, a full, full yeah full functioning yeah, like, person because he just it's doesn't stupid. he seems like a grown child to me you know yeah. like if you listen to him if you listen to his interviews he seems like he's like such a coddled celebrity i imagine like him and his when him and his daughter are together she is like the parent oh 1, she's 000%. like no 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 dad you can't put a fork in the toaster no like oh i didn't know like just roll <laughs> reversal you know that's the movie i would watch yes Dad, they don't sell acid at the bodega. It's so silly. Uh, yeah, so how do we even get on Machine Gun Kelly? I don't even know. Wrestling. Uh, We're talking about wrestling oh, yeah, pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Rancid. Right. So I, yeah, so I was just in the front row. It was Yeah, we were talking about the two greatest punk rock bands in the world, Rancid and then Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> They're probably great friends. But, uh, yeah, so I really did have a great time at the show. Can't believe I uh, sat front row to the point that uh, I wasn't planning on it, but I had such a good time that I ended up going on Wednesday as well to the Fabulous Forum in Los Angeles when AW did their follow-up show. Did you use your hookup from the previous night? No, I paid for tickets. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've gone to like 15 AEW shows in the last <laughs> year and a half yeah. or whatever since shows opened back up. Uh, and it's great. I love it. And the Forum is a beautiful, beautiful venue. I do want to talk about this. I, I, I told Dan this after I went there. I've never uh, experienced going to a large venue like this where so, you know, you check in. And typically when you walk into a, an arena, you know, you have to, I don't know, go up a escalator or something walk down a hall and then you're like in the lobby area and then you walk into the arena here at the forum as soon as you walk in the door you're in the hallway of the arena like it's the concessions and then the arena it's such a small venue like that there's no wasted space uh so it was really cool to see that and it's a very classic venue and I immediately went to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, I heard a familiar voice. It was Tom Morello taking his, telling his son to wash his hands. <laughs> I decided that was not the appropriate time to point out that I recognized Tom Morello and loved his music. I'm sure he didn't need to hear that from me at that moment. You could have backed him uh, up and be like, no, you trust your dad. You, sh- you should wash your hands. Your dad knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have told him, rage against the germs and wash your hands. Right, Tom? Right? Tom? Sid, that's reminiscent of a story you had with a celebrity who didn't wash his hands. Oh, well. Want to let Dan in on this one? Thankfully, there were no children. That was uh, Weird Al Yankovic when I was back. Oh, no. Um, uh, He was doing a radio tour at my office, and I was in the bathroom taking a shit. There were three (laughs) stalls. I was in the far left one. The other two were unoccupied person comes in goes into the one next to mine instead of the one one stall over from mine has really fast explosive diarrhea and then just leaves flush and leave no hand washing no nothing and i looked at the shoes so i could see who it was i could when i was walking back to my cubicle i could identify the person and i walked by the studio and sure enough it was weird al's shoes so as Weird Al came in, he must have just been in a rush and had to get back to the next mm-hmm. 
interview, but no even excuse. still, he blew. He didn't have to sit next to me to do it. He could have mm-hmm. gone one over at the very least, and he did not do that. Never shit next to your idols. <laughs> it wasn't my stay, choice. Right? He didn't have a choice. <laughs> so that was that. That was that was my Weird Al experience. Mm-mm-mm. Thankfully, yeah, no we always hear are. about, uh, you know, like celebrity gossip about how celebs are in bed. I want to hear uh, what their dump, you know, their number two situation is like. That to me is more interesting. Definitely. For pooping, that's all I've got. For peeing, uh, Dan Patrick likes to sing and whistle to himself while he pees at the urinal, mm. the sportscaster. Uh, um, Bob Costas is very quiet at the urinal. He just does his business and goes goes back i don't know that i've remember i I took a violent shit while the band tantric was in the bathroom but they were not shitting they were just uh, like washing their hands or Mm. whatever and they commented on how bad it smelled but i was still (laughs) shitting so they didn't know who did it but it made me very happy to know that i (laughs) ruined a few moments for the band tantric that's good um i remember at the vice office russell brand left the toilet seat up that's as much right. as I got on that. <laughs> Mr. Secular Humanist uh, Progressive Love Guy won't put the seat down. I saw him also, too, Rob, over here by the mall by me, mm-hmm. just walking with his kid. Russell Brand has a kid, too? All these people Yeah, another person that, that like should not have be in charge of another human life, you know? So with Katy Perry, who do you have a kid with? I don't know. That's a good question. Are we sure it was a kid and not just uh It was a kid. A I don't know if it was his kid. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what he does now. He babysits for people. Maybe. His kid's name is Mabel. Okay. His kid won the King of the Ring, 1995. <laughs> that was the prize. You get to live with Russell Brand. <laughs> Would you rather live with Russell Brand or Russell Crowe? Russell Brand, for sure. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he's apparently, like, reformed from all his, like, drug abusing and everything. Mm. But you still have to hear his voice all the time. Yeah, that that's annoying, for sure. I feel like Russell Crowe's probably barely home. He's oh. probably an asshole when he is home, but it's probably, like, Russell one weekend Crow every two up. months. I bet his hours are crazy. He's he's up drinking at night, you know. Writing songs. Is, mm-hmm. is he still in that band? 40-odd foot of grunts. He's in Tantric now. No. <laughs> you got to go shit next to him to be a completionist. Oh, all right. I feel like I'm I feel like Tantric it. would be the name of Ro- Russell Brand's band. Yes. What was his name and uh, what was his band's name in uh uh Forgetting Sarah Marshall Sor- uh, Infinite Sorrow? Is that, is that it? it? Yeah. Wow. That was a decent movie. Oh yeah. He wasn't he was fine in it. I, I just learned recently. This is such like a, a thing a thirteen year old would say, but I just I just learned recently. Or maybe I could be wrong, but I feel like that picture of Mila Kunis topless was not really her. Like they use like a, you know, like a photoshopping of that. That sounds right. I don't even remember the picture. Yeah, I remember I there's like a, a townie bar in in Hawaii, and there's like a picture of a bunch of women like drunk with like their shirts up or whatever and one of them is Milo Kunis. Huh. And he goes and like gets it down. That's a whole plot point. Whatever. You didn't remember, that's fine. 
was the last time you saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a good movie. I've seen it a couple times. That scene, though, you've seen recently. Oh, yeah. That scene I've rewound several times. <laughs> Spank, bang. There, yeah. there are some... I, got, I, I run Mr. Skin. I never told you, but I'm Mr. <laughs> yeah. Skin. There are some shockingly believable Mila, Mila Kunis fakes. I'll bet. Just don't Google image, image search. Image search. <laughs> image yeah. search. Yeah. Well, well, she's Russian, Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. She's from here. Uh, we grew up not too far from each other, which was oh, yeah? uh, really kind of wild. Yeah, she went to Reynolds. I don't know what that is. Uh, junior high school on uh, by the bay. Was that her or Michelle? Tra- I think I'm confusing her with Michelle Trachtenberg, actually. She's the one that went to Reynolds. But she's a New York Russian Jew. I don't know if she's from Brooklyn, though. I think she's definitely from Wh- here, though. Which one are we talking about? Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Yeah, is she, she is York? from here. I don't know. I don't know if she's from specifically your neighborhood. But... I like I how she's... on that '70s show, she was the only actual teenager. Like all the other ones, like every show, the people are like 24 and they're playing yeah. like 15 year olds. It's hard. I mean, like most child actors are terrible. So yeah, and also they have child labor laws. Ooh, because we can't make a kid work more than thirteen hours in a day. Thanks, liberals. Uh, yeah, that's the trick. That's why you need twins like the Olsons to play right, one you role. Just swap. So you I love whoever came out with that. Like up with that as a as a way to get around that was such a genius. It's like, damn, we can only work kids for four hours a day. Let's just get two of them and swap them out. Let's paint one kid up to look like the kid. Like, no, 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 no. How about twins? Oh, yeah, that works, too. We were just going to paint another kid's face. (laughs) Okay, so I messed up. Mila Kunis grew up in L.A. Michelle Ah. Trachtenberg is the one that grew up in Sheepshead Bay. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Michelle Mm -hmm. Trachtenberg was like some Nickelodeon star. Who was she? She had like a Nickelodeon show, right? She was, uh, wasn't she like a little spy detective or something like Inspector Gadget, Richie Rich's Harriet the Spy. Is that Harriet the Spy? Yeah. She, was she really trip. cornered the market on the whole spy kid thing, huh? I guess she did, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Can we quickly hit the uh, the link that I uh, posted on the links page, Rob? I want to make sure we, it's not, a, it's, a, it's a very quick thing. It's just a headline that made me laugh out loud. All right, I'm loading so, it up. I don't think there's really anything we need besides just reading the headline. Uh, this is the music-related link, the, the uh-huh. top one. Yeah. Okay. Loading it. Okay. This is this is very important. So I'm glad you brought this to our attention, Sid. Here we are. David Ellison's The Lucid, The Lucid, raises tech testicular cancer <laughs> awareness with new video. I don't think this is proper English. But I'm raises just saying, like, has cancer he, awareness? He's already raised testicular awareness with a previous video. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he need to go back to this well-trod well trod territory? That was to one particular set of testicles. This is yeah. for a more broad cause. Why are they, why is half the band looking down in this picture? They've just yeah. become aware of their testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody look at old testicles. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Never noticed those before. <laughs> Wait, huh. what are testicles? Because this is working on me. I didn't know about <laughs> testicles. So yeah, well, the joke believe it or not. That, oh, so go ahead, Rob. No, you what go. was the joke? That he that uh, really had caught, got caught masturbating on video in front of a young fan. Mm. And now he's got a testicle video. 
He's hey, I'm just amusing to me. Can somebody explain what Morbius is? That's like a really <laughs> bad Jared Leto movie. Yeah, like that's a, all a, I know about it. A little known comic book uh, Marvel character that they made into like a, a Spider Man, and, and it's been like a it's like a been like a meme because people are so. So the movie was brutally it, it, awful. It, it and then and then somebody the was up. like. Yeah, so hold on. Somebody oh. was like on tw- somebody on Twitter went viral going like my favorite part of Morbius is when when Jared Leto goes it's Morbin time, which obviously <laughs> never happens in the movie, right. but it went ridiculously viral and then everyone started saying Morbin time, Morbin time to the point now that they're bringing the movie back to theaters thinking what? that somehow this is going to get people to go to the theaters. Well, I Forbes just tweeted out a minute ago that Morbius bombs again with $85,000 made on Friday. So this is after the relaunch, after going viral. So that's yes. how much a meme is worth. $85,000. Mm. I, I hope it, yeah. I hope there's like another wave of memeage. Okay, so it bombed back again. It, it bombed terribly, was a meme joke, and then they tried to uh, snakes on a plane it and like lean into it. Right. Yes. Exactly, and it just bombed again. Wonderful. But they should have like recut the movie into like a comedy. Then a studio executives need to thing. stop listening to the internet because like they'll be like, "Wow, there's a lot of pickup for this. We should give the people what they want," and then they do, and then the internet was like, "No, no, no, that was just a joke. Like we're yeah, not going to we give did. you any of our money for this." Yeah. What we wanted was to shit on the movie. That's all. Yeah, for free. And, uh... Uh, the, the like even Jared Leto he tweeted something yesterday where like the script like that video yeah like like his girlfriend is saying like what are you reading what are you reading he's like oh it's nothing it's nothing and then they they zoom in on the script and it's Morbius two it's Morbin time so the yeah. joke is over it's yeah. done. Like Jared now Leto it's, it's yeah. hit Jared Leto it's dead it's dead it's done finished put I'm, I'm surprised I will say that I am surprised that Jared Leto would have that much of a sense of humor about himself to do that because he does not yeah. seem like the type at all. Yeah. Awful, Seems awful like the worst of nightmare person. Yeah. It Is also, that- it feels like maybe his girlfriend or publicist set that up and was just like, just sit here and hold this and trust I, me, it'll be good for your yeah, social right. media. Be good and he had no idea. Yeah. Is that the oh, first I'm pretty sure this Marvel is the movie thing too? that bombed? Or- <laughs> no, no. The Eternals bombed. I thought Eternals made money, even though it was terrible. I got bad reviews. All those movies, like, eventually do pay out because they send, like, they have international distribution, and then like some movie that bombed here will make like a hundred million dollars in China, and they're like, "Great, we made our money back." I believe so. You know how Jared, uh, Jared, uh, Jared Leto is quote unquote method, which to me just means being an asshole for no reason uh and so his character i believe is disabled or on crutches in the movie so he spent the entire time on crutches and there'd be times where he'd have to go to the bathroom oh boy and, he, and he'd have to crutch to the back so it would take him like 45 minutes to go to the bathroom and like everyone's on set being like hey we're all waiting for you like let's go you know like be conscious of our time so the director had to like negotiate with him <laughs> that at least if he goes needs to go to the bathroom someone will come with a wheelchair oh, and wheel him to the bathroom like that had to be a negotiation like fuck you dude <laughs> he's uh, not that really good sad. like why exactly. is he worth that trouble? Like, there's 8,000 other actors. Get Machine Gun I, Kelly to do that. He'll even I do was, a blooper reel for you for free. 
doesn't care. I was blown away watching House of Gucci. It was like he was in a completely different movie than everyone else. He was doing like a Mario accent. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, but anyway, I want to talk about the RIPL Livecast music break. Every week, each of us picks a song. We throw it on a Spotify playlist. We call the RIPL Livecast music break. This week, I picked a lovely band called Winter Garden. They're Scandinavian. Isn't that the theater where uh, Cats is put on in New York? The Winter Garden. This is Winter Garten. Oh. Uh, Or Winter Garten. There's no R in the second word. Winter Garten. And uh, this album is very chill, very mellow. And uh, it was a nice thing to listen to on the plane ride back. So that's why I picked that. Sid, what did you pick? I picked the song EMI by the Sex Pistols. It is one of my favorite Sex Pistols songs, and I picked it because uh, their new series on Hulu debuted this week called Pistol, and I watched all of it, and it was horrendous. So I just wanted to remind myself of of a thing about the Sex Pistols that didn't suck, and this song is that thing. But the show, don't don't watch the show. It's bad. Darren? Darren? Uh, I'm always slightly intimidated to win... uh... Noted music industry expert Dan Ozzy's on the show. Oh, so, sure, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> jobless man, Dan Ozzy. Oh. I came across this classic rock band that I had never heard of. Uh, I'm always like looking for like obscure bands in that lane to just put on and listen to, and they're called Bebop Deluxe. And I was kind of blown away. It was like it's like David Bowie singing for the Beatles. It's just really like oh. cool shit. Uh, and they had like some mild success. They were never like, uh, you know, huge act or anything. But anyway, this song is called Axe Victim. And it's very nice. It uh, has chill moments. It's got some like sh- mildly shredding moments. And it's very good, very fun, very like sort of atmospheric classic rock, 70s classic rock. So I highly recommend that. Nice. Dan, awesome. you haven't given us a link yet, but if you would like to, I could add it in post. Can you add. The Armed, a life so wonderful. The Armed is the greatest band in the world. The end. All right. We'll do that. And I, I, want, I want to add, if The Armed is coming to your town, which they rarely do, go see The Armed. Yeah, you got it. It's is, the best show. It is a Dillinger Escape Plan-esque type experience. I you saw know, a tweet really the other can. day that said that uh, somebody said, like, because they played Toronto last week, and somebody tweeted something like, uh, everybody demanded f- an encore from the armed. They didn't do it, but they did come back out and give a full bag of apples out to the crowd. What? <laughs> what a great man. And uh, I, I also want to take a moment to give a plug for our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access to two bonus episodes every boneless. month. Something- <laughs> boneless. Yeah, classic episodes and then boneless. Delicious. Bonus, bonus. <laughs> like you said, boneless episodes. Now I'm now I'm hungry for some banchan. But uh, all right. <laughs> hey, you know where I ate last night? I did. This is so sad, dude. I did a bang bang. Rob, you really left too early. I did islands, which I don't know if you know what that is. Ooh, it's on the that? West Coast. It's like a almost like a Hawaiian themed kind of like burger place. Ooh. Uh, like a chain, and then I went to BJ's, which I'd never been to. It was right next door because my friend insisted on buying us all 
uh, Pazookis, which are just like warm cookies with ice cream on top. Oh, part so- of the reason I'm having a hard time getting focused <laughs> this morning. PJ's the bulk supermarket. Yes, or- the Costco. Wow. No, it's like uh, the restaurant. They have them in New York, right? I think on these coasts. I really it's thought like you meant steakhouse. BJ's. The, it's like the... a chain steakhouse that smells like a urinal inside. <laughs> so it's Tad's Steaks <laughs> is what we would know that as. Okay. Oh, wow. But yes, we have a Patreon bonus episodes every month. Two bonus episodes a month plus access to all of our previous episodes like our watch along of Tiptoes with Matthew McConaughey, uh, wow. which was brutal. And what a fun time we had mocking it. So you, you will you will enjoy it. Uh, some of our other watch-alongs include Judge Steve Harvey, Phantom uh, we, of the Park. Watched, Is that like a Quibi Netflix? show? No, it's on no, ABC. No, it's an ABC time. show. It's oh, okay, a Sunday okay. night ABC show. <laughs> oh yeah, I think uh, I saw some of that. Yeah, very hurting for uh, content over there. Uh, and it's brutal. It's like J- Judge Judy, but if the judge is like, "Why is this even in my court?" And it's like, it's your show, Steve. Like, What's you happening here? Why yeah, are all I, these people like green-lighted to be on this show on this show? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, we also did a watch-along of the legendary Steven Seagal movie, Out for Justice. Genuinely a great movie. that They just mm. don't make them like that anymore. Uh, he doesn't make play, them like that yeah, anymore. Like, yeah, he don't uh, even show up to the movie barely anymore. This is in the like three or f- another one. Sorry. three or four year lane when Steven Seagal was make, capable of making great movies. The Under Siege era. He he partnered with a guy named Julius Nassau, who lived down the block from me growing up, and they made their his like classic era movies. And then Julius Nassau went to prison for tax fraud. <laughs> Sounds about right. They uh, had that formula working though for a yeah, while. yeah, man. We mentioned Lemmy earlier. We did a watch along a few uh, years back of his documentary, which got a little heated when we got up to the the scene with the uh, memorabilia. And of course, Kurt and Courtney, the infamous, like, shallow ass documentary on if Courtney killed Kurt. Spoiler, she didn't. Uh, and uh, this month, what, 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 we, uh, what was the top of the month episode? We uh, went through our backlog of links that were mostly oh, yes. explicitly sexually themed. <laughs> Oh, yes, there, uh, was there any that weren't? There might have been one. Yes, some explicit sex talk. It was basically right. a, a, fu- a full episode. They did a little show and tell. That's true. I, 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 I got a little intimate on the Patreon. Yeah. I opened up a little more than I would have. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Uh, and yeah, uh, last month, one of Last month, one of my uh, favorite watch-alongs that we did was we did a watch-along of the exploding ring match between Atushi Onita and Terry Funk. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which I know, uh, Dan, we talked about that yesterday. With You love the exploding matches with uh, Big Japan and all that. Yeah, I was telling Rob that I had this, like, seven-hour VHS uh, of, like, Big Japan death matches, and now I kind of want to go back and find them on YouTube. they got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you many got to look up. Look up the exploding anus. Match. I will. I will. <laughs> Pretty much any of those tapes uh, that people would pass around, they're all on YouTube now. Yeah, no, like, I know. Well, I was telling Rob that <clears throat> I bought one at an ECW event and I loved it. And then my friend Matt, I lent it to him and he lost it. And I still to this day give him shit for it. But now it's on YouTube. I think I can probably just go look. Now it's being me being willfully ignorant about it. <laughs> Uh, so all of that is five. Everything I just mentioned is available. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of it. No restrictions. 
patreon.com slash Livecast. If you really love the show, you want to give us something a little extra. For 10 bucks, you could be a top Livecast fan. And, uh, oh, I want to mention that uh, all the Patreon subscribers get a little uh, badge in our Discord, which you should totally join, whether you're a patron or not. You can hang out with us all week. We drop links. We roast each other. It's fun. So for 10 bucks a month, you can be a top live cast fan of the week, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show, which is right now. Before that, How though, do? don't we want to mention our new time starting next week? Yeah, starting next week, uh, we're going to be uh, pushing the show back four hours. We're going to start at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. So you don't have to wake so, up early to see us. Or to call and, in, Dan. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I just realized that next week I'm going to be going to <laughs> Philly for the Decibel Music Festival. I just see it on my calendar. So we're not pushing the show back just no, yet. for fuck's sake, Rob. <laughs> we'll push it back in two weeks. I should have checked before we confirmed this. Push it back in two weeks. Uh, it was your idea. I know. I, I, I should have looked at the calendar. Got me some slack. <laughs> Just a little jet lag. Jesus. Christ. Anyway, uh, what does RIP a live cast stand for this week, Sid? Uh, Rob imploded a pool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that works. Uh, all right. So our, our weekly shout-outs. How should we do them? Do it as Morbius. Uh, Did Morbius have like a voice? I don't know, voice? Rob. Whatever you think in your mind's eye. I'm going to do it as, 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 uh, as Jared Leto's terrible Italian accent in House of Gucci. Okay, there you go. Oh, Eric, why you come to me like this? Oh, Benjamin, El Dudarino, let's have some pizza. Oh, and then I'll have a little maranar with some I am. Wow, turning red. I got to watch this movie. You really, he's you really screaming don't. the whole time. Uh, ooh, ooh. He's always like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mindy Mayer's a keeper. Oh, a gender. Oh, oh, it's a is a suicide. A cattle decaf. Oh, I'm on a bureau. <laughs> you go like tacos. Oh, a lando dance. A la croita. Corey and Scotty H. <laughs> Doug Pigman. Uh, uh, Douglas, who are you? Will ever sign? No. Uh, hi, you guys. Uh, it's a Josh. This <laughs> week, the whole episode you're doing in that voice. All right. So, so next you can week, make it through 15 minutes. <clears throat> still at noon Eastern. Two weeks moving in the new time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dan, for yeah. waking up early. Hang out with us. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't wake up early for this. <laughs> I woke up and you texted me, and I was like, Oh, yeah, okay, I could be. <laughs> if I was it. still sleeping, though, I wouldn't be here. I'm sorry. I wouldn't expect you to be here either if you were still sleeping. Uh, <laughs> pick up Dan's book if you haven't yet. It's called Sell Out. Perfect awesome. book. <laughs> it's a wonderful book. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was uh, muted. I tried to do a perfect book. We love it. Don't we love it, people? <laughs>